again, Share Lifers, welcome to the reading of Noise. This week we are reading chapter 13 titled, Empty Vessels Make the Most Noise. In chapter 12, Is That the Sound of Blessings Falling, parts one and two, Mr. Coakley gave us some insight on how he as a Christian was taught to view money and wealth, that Christians should not seek to be wealthy or we threaten our chance to make it to heaven. Furthermore, he brought to light the worldliness of the prosperity message that is so prevalent in today's pulpits. The chapter closes discussing the wealth of the wicked and why most Christians are not living in prosperity and how the world system and the condition of our hearts plays a part in keeping it that way. If this is your first time here, I encourage you to start at the beginning. The first 12 chapters can be found on my channel. The playlist is titled Noise, or you can listen to them on my podcast. So now let's continue reading Noise. Starting on page 130, what is the defining characteristic of Christianity? Many people would be quick to shout out faith, prayer, or even worship. But as powerful as faith is to the Christian life, as necessary and life-changing prayer can be, and as intimate as worship makes us feel with God, the truth is the defining characteristic of Christianity is love. Yes, love. The Bible says that people will know that we have been translated from the kingdom of darkness into the kingdom of God by the love we have for the brethren. We know that we have passed from death to life because we love our brothers. Anyone who does not love remains in death. 1 John 3:14. It also says that they would know us by our love. How great is the love the Father has lavished on us that we should be called children of God. 1 John 3 and 1. Love is what makes Christianity unique. It is love that changes the heart. It is love that helps us do things for others that we probably would never do in our natural state. It is love that causes us to turn the other cheek and it is through love that we walk out the life that Christ has called us to live. The Bible says that God is love. So that means those who belong to God, who have been born into God's family and those who have been adopted into the family of God should walk in love. It seems inevitable. Dear friends, let us love one another because love comes from God. Everyone who loves have been born of God and knows God. Whoever does not love does not know God because God is love. 1 John 4, 7 through 8. In the book of 1 Corinthians chapter 13, it tells us the power of love and the emptiness it causes if it is missing. This has long been referred to as the love chapter, and it gives us a glimpse of what perfect love looks like. The main idea which Paul wanted to bring to light with this chapter is the fact that love is the higher goal and that it should be the reason behind everything we do or say. He noted that we could do all sorts of ideal things and even sacrifice ourselves to save someone else's life. But if love is not the motivating factor, it would all be in vain. In fact, at one point, Paul said that without love, he was nothing except a resounding gong or a clanging cymbal. In other words, without love, 
we become insignificant creatures. The Apostle Paul went on to give us a peek into what true love looks like. This is one of the most amazing dissertations of love that has ever been written. None of the books on love that have been written over the years can compare with what, with what Paul had to say about love. Love is patient and is kind. It does not envy, it does not boast, it is not proud, it is not rude, it is not self-seeking, it is not easily angered, it keeps no record of wrongs. Love does not delight in evil, but rejoices in the truth. It always protects, always trusts, always hopes, it always perseveres. Love never fails. 1 Corinthians 13, 4 through 8. Wow. Put this alongside your version or your idea of love and see how it matches up. This cannot be anything but the love of God. This is definitely not human love because human love will fall apart under these conditions. Human love is fragile, fickle, and selfish. The minute human love does not get its way, it withdraws and breaks down. The moment human love is offended, it shuts down. Consider for a moment one or two of the attributes of the God kind of love compared to human love. Paul said that love is patient and it is kind. How many people do you know who have been unkind to someone whom they claim to love? They are not patient with them. And the minute that person makes a mistake, it could result in an argument. Paul said that love is not easily angered and it keeps no record of wrongs. Do I need to expand on that? How many of us still remember something someone whom we claim to love did to us 10 years ago? Some people have the memory of an elephant when it comes to things that were done to them that were wrong. Human love just cannot stand up to the real force of love. After the chapter gave us insight about what love does, how it behaves, and how it presents itself, in the conclusion, it points out that now remains faith, love, and hope. And the greatest of these is love. Yet so many Christians fall short in this area that they are lacking the power they need to see miracles in their lives. The Bible says faith works by love. In other words, no matter how much faith you have, if you don't have love in your heart, your great faith is useless. Could that be one of the reasons why many believers are not seeing the financial blessings in their lives? Could that be the reason why many Christians never experience healing in their bodies? They have great faith and they sow large amounts of money as seed in faith, yet they get no return. Maybe they didn't give in love. Maybe their motives for giving was purely selfish. Have you ever hit an empty barrel and noticed the sound it makes? Hit a barrel that is filled with liquid or sand and there will be a completely different sound. There is a popular saying in our country which says, empty barrels make the most noise. So Christians who are void or empty of love tend to make the most noise. The Bible says that in the last days, the love of many will wax cold. I used to think that referred only to people in the world, but this was written to Christians. So in essence, the scripture is telling us that in the last days, the love of Christians will wax cold. 
that can explain why there is so little power residing in so many churches today. They lack love for each other. When Christians take on the mindset of the world and begin to live a life of selfishness, it cuts the power supply in the church. There are no miracles, no healings, no breakthroughs, no words of encouragement, no power, all because love is not flowing. Love helps us to define our reasons for doing things. Through love, we give to those in need, not to toot our own horn or for others to see that we are givers, but with love, we give because the love of God compels us to do so. Some people only give because they want to receive something in return, but love gives for no reason at all. I think that's the difference between tithing and giving. Tithing is seen as an Old Testament order, which was a commandment, but given, giving is done out of pure love. Where tithing was a commandment, giving is a decision. Perhaps one of the mistakes we make about the whole issue of love is thinking that love is a passive force. The truth is love is a very aggressive force. To consider love to be something passive can leave us feeling as if we're doing someone else a favor by loving them. Consider these scriptures. Knowledge puffs up, but love builds up. 1 Corinthians 8 and 1. For whoever lives in love lives in God. 1 John 4 and 16. But love is so aggressive that it can be used as a weapon against the enemy. For perfect love drives out fear. There is no fear in love. See John 1, 1 John 4 and 18. Love covers a multitude of sins. 1 Peter 4 and 8. That's why the devil tries to get the body of Christ to walk out of love because he's fully aware of the power and the force of love. The force of love is so powerful that Jesus suggested that if we love our enemies, it would be like heaping hot coals on their heads. Paul said that love never fails. It's difficult to bring down a person who is standing in love. Love is power. It was love that made the Lord Jesus Christ leave his heavenly throne to make to take on human flesh, suffer the humility of mankind, and give up his life to redeem mankind. Only the God kind of love would do such a thing. Love is so powerful that the Bible declares that anyone who does not walk in love walks in death. Now, you can see why the church comes off as lacking power. We're not walking in love as we should. Until we begin to operate in love, all of the faith, all of the preaching and teaching, all of the giving and all of the fasting and even all of the witnessing will mean nothing and have very little effect. Our prayer should be, Lord, let me be the proof of your love and let me show forth the power of that love on a daily basis. This next section is subtitled, Perfect Love Gets Rid of the Noise. Love is a verb. In other words, love has more to do with action than with words. It's so easy for people to express love with their words, but much harder to follow through with action. Some people are great with words. They can be extremely eloquent and be among the best orators known to man. But in the end, that's all it boils down to, a bunch of words. 
We have failed to see the importance of walking in love, especially in the church. And ironically, as we stated earlier, love is the affirmation that we have been born again. The Bible has so much to say about love, yet many preachers choose to ignore it or gloss over it. In the King James Version of the Bible, the word love appears 310 times. In the New American Standard Version, the word appears 348 times. And in the New International Version, the word love appears 551 times. That explains why there have been entire books written specifically on the aspect of love. But because this book is not only about love, we will not have the space to look at all the references in scripture for love. However, the idea behind this chapter in a book like this is to remind us that love speaks the loudest, yet it is the most ignored sound. That's a sad statement because everything that surrounds Christianity involves love. The redemption story is really a love story. God's love for mankind compelled him to give up his only begotten son in order to save mankind. This is love, not that we loved God, but that he loved us and sent his son as an atoning sacrifice for our sins. 1 John 4, 10. In the context of diminishing the noise which surrounds us each day and tries to distract us, love is the sound that should dominate over all other sounds. Just as the Bible declares that love covers a multitude of sins, I dare say that love drowns out all the other noises in the market that seeks to take us off course spiritually. As we stated in an earlier chapter, love should be the driving force of every believer. All of our spiritual and Christian activities should be filtered through love. And when it's not, all we end up with is static. While God knows that as human beings, none of us are perfect, he still calls upon us to walk in perfect love. The Bible says that perfect love casts out fear, 1 John 4 and 18. In other words, God expects us to perfect our love walk on a daily basis. But the only way we can do that is to perfect our walk with him first on a daily basis. And the only way we can accomplish that is to rid ourselves of the noise in the world that screams at us each day. So let's put this puzzle together. To perfect our love walk, we must improve our time spent with the Father, and that means getting rid of the noise in our lives. In simpler terms, less noise, more of God, perfect love walk. What is perfect love? God's love is perfect love. That's as perfect as it's going to get when it comes to love. God is not asking us to be perfect. He is simply asking us to walk in his love, which is perfect. The Bible says that God is love. It doesn't say that God loves, that God created love, expresses love, or inhabits love. It says that God is love. His very essence is love. It says that whoever lives in love lives in God and God in him. In this way, love is made complete among us so that we will have confidence on the day of judgment. That's in 1 John 4, 16, 17. 
In other words, when we stand before God to give an account of what we have done while here on earth, if we have perfected our love walk, we could confidently give that account because we would only talk about the acts of love that we undertook while in the flesh. On the other hand, if we have not perfected our love walk on the day of judgment, we could stand there stammering. Perhaps that's why not only did Jesus have much to say about love, the entire Bible made so many references to love. Love is the only thing that matters. Why has the church not really focused on this whole issue of love? Maybe because it's the most difficult thing to do. Considering the fact that it takes us out of our comfort zone. Love demands forgiveness. It requires us to not be so easily offended and it takes self out of the picture. These are no doubt the hardest traits to master as human beings, but the love of Christ can give us a heart to be the people we need to be. Well, folks, that is the end of chapter 13. Empty vessels make the most noise. And we will go on to the next chapter. Um, the next time, hopefully next weekend, God willing. The next chapter is titled, The Noise Stills Your Faith. So we will um, continue with that. God willing, next week. And I thank you so much for joining me this week. And I look forward to you joining me next week. Okay.